1: Welcome to Brick by Brick, a podcast produced by Move Your Mind, committed to changing the construction industry one conversation at a time. I just want to say a huge thank you again for listening to the Brick by Brick podcast. It's a podcast that we simply couldn't continue doing without the support of Len Lease and many involved in the construction industry. As we've stated many times on this podcast, it's an industry that's been underserviced when it comes to mental health. With one suicide happening every two days, these conversations are critical. It's been a really amazing experience to see all of the positive feedback that's come out of running this podcast. There's been many discussion points open up by having these conversations, and we've been able to connect with people all over the world in the industry. What we've learned is that people want to talk about this stuff. They just often don't know where to begin or they don't have that resource. By creating these conversations, we provide a safe space for people to reach out. In today's episode, we're going to share a few snippets from a range of the interviews that we've conducted for the Brick by Brick podcast. Thank you again for listening in each week and I hope you enjoy.
2: Giving people opportunities in the broad spectrum to be involved in things that they'd like to do and then giving them the opportunity to follow on with those things after they've experienced them and and that's where that building change occurs.
1: Uh, Exactly. Um, In the construction industry as a whole, you know, what's your view on on mental health in that industry on, I guess, what is being done and and probably what needs to be done moving forward?
2: Look, I think there's a a really great opportunity in an industry that's probably rife with stigma um, around mental health problems, Um, an industry that's very much male-dominated, um, you know, so it's a, a tough blokey sort of environment, um, very similar to the environment I came out of sport, you know, like yeah. we in, in, in rugby, you know, rugby, and rugby league, very blokey, you know, you didn't really talk up about your mental health. Um, but I think the, there's a great opportunity. I know that there, we have, um, some of our senior executive team at the moment working on some of these working committees around psychological safety, which mental health obviously is a huge component, um talking about, you know, flexible hours, talking about, you know, flexible working arrangements, you know, um, you know, the environment, the culture, all those sorts of things, bullying, harassment, like all those sorts of things are tied in. What I can honestly say is that since I've been there, it, it's become, and this is, I can only really speak, speak for Built, is that there's been a large push on mental health awareness since I've been there. Um, our programming and our policies really direct, uh, direct us to that. Um, yes, I think there's a long way to go in flexible working arrangements. Um, the industry is rife with a culture of long working hours um, and it's not sustainable in, in, in regards to you know, burnout um, staff at the moment where there's critical shortages in staff, you know, in resources available um, across probably all industries, but the construction industry in particular. And so managing our assets with, that are our people to thrive, um, or the the term we like to use now, flourish, and Mm. really, really enjoy what they're doing um, and and have a meaningful purpose. I think that's the key thing. The work-life balance thing is going to be an issue, but it will be addressed through these working groups that are working on these sorts of things at a government level, um, and um, it'll filter down and it will have a big impact.
1: Lendlease is proudly sponsoring the Brick by Brick podcast. They're committed to the health and safety of their people and those they work with and have been acknowledged externally for their focus on providing healthy workplaces. Lendlease is certified as a globally healthy workplace in recognition of their focus on employee health and well-being. In addition, Lendlease won the multinational employer category at the six global healthy workplace awards. They have a holistic approach to health and well-being and continue to grow their focus around mental health. Lease genuinely care and are out there not just to make a difference in their organisation, but in construction and society as a whole. We're very proud to have Lease as a sponsor of the Brick by Brick podcast.
0: That's slightly different for our on-site construction works. Um, It's a bit more difficult to clear some time individually, but we're we're working through and staggering um, some space for individuals to take that time throughout the day on a Wednesday. So that's some of those initiatives. Um, at a, a construction level in 2016, uh, we were looking at the, the overall culture of uh, the industry and, and our business and identified that, you know, people were working incredibly long hours. Mm. It was really difficult to crack the um, the diversity nut Um, and to get more people, a greater diversity in the industry. Um, And we were finding that a number of people who were recently joining were also leaving and we were thinking of of what we could do with regard to that and started a new um, look at the culture in our business and introduced uh, flexibility. And so what that meant was a number of different initiatives came, came through, which were essentially to reduce the hours of work that people were performing, but also the the span or the days in which they were working. So we asked people to um, work five in seven. So that meant, as you know, in construction industry, long hours and it's it's mm-hmm. open and operational essentially seven days a week. Yeah. So saying whilst the industry may be open, we'd like individuals to work five of those seven. Um, and coming out of that, we introduced a a PIT plan, which is still in place today, which stands for flexible, inclusive teams. I like to call it fun, inclusive teams. But essentially, when a project starts, um, individuals, team and the entire project groups come together and talk about what, what flexibility might look like on an actual project um, so taking into consideration individual needs, whether someone wants to get up and go for a surf in the morning, um, team requirements such as potentially a, a challenge everyone uh, practicing running for a for a triathlon or a a, a run event um, or, or or doing. Uh, some kind of fitness activity or meditation, et cetera. So it's really up to the teams to design what it looks like for them and what will work for them. And it's something for them to kind of hold themselves accountable for. Um, So that was a pretty big initiative that we introduced and we've kind of been building on that as our vehicle for culture change over the past um, number of years. Um, Adding to that, uh, we introduced a flexibility program, which was really talking about how you actually can have conversations with regard to well-being. And so originally our program was all about flexibility, but over the years it's kind of evolved and now it's more about well-being mm. um, and making sure that well-being is focused on everyone as individuals um, and making sure that everyone feels connected to that and what it means for them. Uh, and the flexibility conversations were particularly, they were introduced during COVID, um, and they were found to be quite beneficial and something that I, I kind of realized as an industry. We employ people to, um, to solve problems, to innovate, to, to create solutions in a very dynamic uh, workplace. But when it comes to well-being and having well-being conversations, you don't really want someone to come in and find a solution for someone or to to give an answer for something. So changing the mindset of how to have a constructive conversation which builds trust and is primarily based on listening
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and and uh, encouraging people to recognise that they don't have to solve someone's someone's problems, for lack of a better word, but you're just there to listen and to help them find their path and their solutions themselves. So that was that, that was critical for us at that period of time. So this is the, the, the path that we're going down and we'll just continue to build on that. From an industry perspective, there's a lot in that space as well. We're trialing, for example, in New South Wales and Victoria, uh, providers with regard to providing support for our construction workforce which more broadly encompasses uh, the, the subcontractor workforce as well, which has the majority of workforce on our sites um, and there's also mental health first aid and training and awareness for for everyone on our on our projects and within the construction business and that's also available across land lease for anyone to access. And that kind of all comes into our foundation program, essentially, which is a a program that allows people to to opt in. Um, It has a variety of different pillars uh, focusing on wellbeing of our workforce.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. And I think um, it's a great combination of having sort of embedded programs, but really listening, allowing um, employees to feel heard. And I guess what I've learned from,
0: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: And In the past, I'd spent quite a lot of time speaking in different um, different companies in the construction industry, and one of the key things we found from that was employees often just wanted to be heard and to be have have that opportunity to have that flexibility and learn. You know, I think it's really a, a, such a you know. Um, positive thing that that you guys are doing that you're actually giving them that opportunity okay what what would you like you know what and and not only then they get the you know positive outcome from that but you can then learn okay we're seeing that this is what we can you know we can take learnings from this to incorporate that into the culture of the company and how we embed things moving forward so yeah you know, i think it's you know really fantastic what you're yeah. doing
0: yeah and it's critical i think in this day and age to attract mm. people to an industry yeah. Um, people are, are looking for that and it's a requirement now. It's
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Really important.
3: But if I'm standing there on my job site ruminating over something that the, my wife said to me this morning, feeling angry and resentful, I'm not going to see anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. My favorite football passed me and I wouldn't see them because, and yet, so there's this real. We've got to really work on the education to help people understand the difference between your attention being out in the world and your attention being in your mind. And right now in the world, I think that's probably the root cause of so much of the mental health issues we have because people have got a tendency to become very self-absorbed. And I think as Jordan Peterson once said, if you spend a lot of time thinking about yourself, you're going to be depressed, (laughs) you know. And it's, uh, so we've got a lot of education to do in that space, I think.
1: Yeah, it's a good simple message. If you're sort of too focused on yourself, you lose touch with reality and you just become narcissistic and you are going to become depressed because yeah. it, it's sort of by getting involved in the world, by doing things that are bigger than us, by sort of looking at it with that lens, that's how we sort of feel connected and contribute and you know, get out of our ego. So it's a tricky thing. But, you know, we we're talking a lot about this before the podcast just with where the world is now and how there's propaganda, fear-mongering, we're bombarded with, you know, so many different <clears throat> points of view and so much content and information. How do you begin to decipher what you do and don't buy into and make informed decisions when we've just got this stuff just being vomited, you know, into our brain every day? It's it's so tricky. Yeah, it's,
3: it's so, it is. But you know what? The really the good part about it is that it's a really good challenge for all of us to start stepping into being more personally responsible. And, you know, the only cause that I will ever champion is personal responsibility. Mm. And right now, as we can see across the world, and it's so easy to see it happening in America, we're perhaps not so good at seeing it happen in our own country, but basically these partnerships between government and very large corporations and large media entities. We've got this like a a planned narrative. And um, as uh, one viewpoint I heard was that journalists are now writing to support the narrative rather than challenging the narrative. But as all this is happening, what we used to call this big um, mainstream media, it's shrinking right in front of our eyes. Like it's incredible. Yeah. I reckon in five years' time, a lot of that stuff will be gone. I mean, Netflix and Stan and all those sort of ripped the heart out of their revenues anyway. But what is happening across the world is there's people like you and, you know, Joe Rogan and Matt Taibbi and, and all these incredible people, journalists, podcasts, etc., setting up independent platforms where they're busting their boiler, trying to paint the closest to most accurate pictures they can. And they're marketing themselves through social media and people are starting to listen to them. And I, for one, have got to put my hand on my heart and say for 40 years, I've been a devout listener of 3 AW in the mornings. Mm. I've just always loved that show, right back to John Blackman's days. You know, start the day off with a bit of light humor, you know, current conversation, all that sort of thing. And this year I decided no more and I've turned it off. And I'm podcasting now because I think the fact, the thing that we're missing, and you and I talked about it, this about last week, is the world is currently changing so fast. It is changing so fast. We are in danger of not being able to keep up. So now I really have decided that I, at 63, I need to ramp my education up big time because. I need to stay informed about what's really going on as opposed to what people want me to think is going on. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it?
1: I love that. I, well, I love that message that, you know, you're saying that at 63, even after, you know, being devout with 3 w and having these, you know, what, whatever, you know, and it goes, applies to anyone, sort of never too late to change. or And, you know, as humans, we get set in our way we like to have Um, you know, certainty in the same sort of things, but it's a good message. And I think what you're saying before about how everyone, you know, the one thing is people should challenge themselves to try and push to find, you know, things that are more conducive to their growth or to understanding what's going on in the world. Because if everyone has just that attitude, that curiosity, then we're going to solve a lot of problems because yeah. there's no other way around it really. And and like you're saying with the podcast, you know, just being able to do these kind of things where you get someone on and you're not sort of trying to, you're just trying to pull information out of people that have, that are experts in many different fields. You know, we need to learn in that kind of way. So, yeah, I really like that message.
3: You know, it's interesting. An old mentor of mine once used to say to me, when you're green, you're growing, and when you're ripe, you're rot. Right. Mm. And and I think that's such a, you know, such a lesson if I get to a point where I, f- I think I know everything I need to know, well, I'm ripe. So the next step is starting to rot, you know, whereas if I can really learn from people and challenge myself and listen to people who are much smarter than me, who've got big big world views, and I think that's the other thing, mm. listening to people who've got big world views, you know, and are not locked into a, a single sort of narrative. It's because I've got to be able to listen to people who've got a different viewpoint to me and feel challenged by it. Because it's okay, I get to understand how they think, and and maybe that will shape my thinking. It'll certainly shape my capacity to communicate. So yeah, well,
1: yeah. I mean, I think it's a big problem, and we're you know we're seeing it a lot in Australia now with you know the sort of woke culture and i think there's so many fantastic things that are coming out of all of this and the fact that we're talking about so many issues more people are getting heard there's platforms for you know a whole range of things that's incredible but on the same level at the same time um it's gone so far that it's almost if you don't have the same viewpoint as someone they want to cancel you or they Mm -hmm. will write you off and that kind of thinking i think is really dangerous and doesn't There's no logical sense to that. And I mean, like, where, how are you going to learn? Like I want to be able to engage with people that have vastly different viewpoints with me or challenge what I'm thinking or saying. And even if my conclusion is that at the end of that conversation, I disagree with them and I still come back to, you know, believing in my line of thinking, at least you've had that challenge and you've learned something. And I think that's critical for us all to grow. You know, no one, no one person is going to have all of the answers to anything. That's sort of it's highly nuanced and complicated. And we need to, you know, go back to thinking in that way. It's crazy.
3: Well, yeah. And, and see, and even that comes down to a micro level, Nick, I think, because if somebody's sitting in a perspective that's stressing them or causing them to feel sad or angry or, or, or depressed or remorseful one of the best things a friend can do to them is say, how are you looking at that? (laughs) Yeah. And then the next question is, how else could you look at it? Mm. And how else could you look at it? Until you can get the person to explore multiple perspectives on the one situation, which helps their mind become more flexible and stops them creating that stressful response, then they get on with fixing the situation. So, you know, from right across when we're looking at the big picture of the world, it's really cool to have, like you said, people who have got a different viewpoint Mm -hmm. because there's no harm in trying on someone else's viewpoint. You might not agree with it, but you can try it on, you know, and you learn. And we should be able to sit and have a completely opposite viewpoint and not be getting angry at each other. Yeah this whole thing. But now people like you and I walk this very fine line in this world of staying true to ourselves but being constantly mindful of the risk of being cancelled. You know? And and we're no good to anybody if we get cancelled. So we've got to find our way forward, find our way through that, you know?
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Brick by Brick podcast.